0: Hey, everyone, welcome to season two of the BME Grad Podcast. We are an early careers podcast for biomedical engineering students and recent grads. On this show, we discuss job roles, professional advice, and the value of a biomedical engineering education. I'm Allie, And I'm Brian. And today on episode one of season two, we're going to talk about some misconceptions held by BME students related to their pursuit of jobs and internships.
1: Are we talking like conspiracy theories?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like conspiracy theories. We're going to myth bust, you know, those things you always thought like had to be true or those things kind of accepted as law. We're going to break those down and and kind of reassure some folks. Yeah. Uh, We'll also quickly go over what to expect out of season two. So listen in. So I got to tell you, I know we graduated from like a joint program and you were on the state side I was on the unc side but -hmm. now that I live over by nc state's campus I like I joined this running club recently I mean I've only been to one event so I guess you can't call me like part of the running club yet but I ran around nc state's campus and it's beautiful
1: it is beautiful also, get out of my campus. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah,
0: no, well, like I, I was just like I don't know. Like I'm it was kind of funny because I like I think I took one class at State's campus, like on Centennial, the engineering campus, right, like Centennial yeah. campus, yeah. and I was like, uh, like I don't know. There's a lot of construction going on too, but like this running route I went on was beautiful, and I was like, this is my university. Like I graduated from. <laughs> it was like running around acting like that, and uh, I don't know. I think I used to give State's campus a lot of hate. Um, because like what I would see from like street view of where I had driven through it was like, eh, it's not that cute, but um, it's beautiful. So
1: I mean, uh, is it imposter syndrome if I'm doing the same thing? Like who was I rooting for during March Madness, which by the way, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> um, oh, for our loss. Okay, wait, I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were about to suggest you were like cheering for Duke in the final four. So No,
1: no, no. Okay. No, no.
0: Okay. Like where are your loyalties? Um, yeah, I know we lost, but like at least you know UNC made it to the Natty. So yeah. I'll throw cool. that. I'm gonna throw that in your face, NC
1: State. It was cool that. to rep it while I was in Michigan. Like everyone in our March Madness brackets, like no one, no one had UNC winning.
0: I know, right? Yeah. Like, well, they didn't. But like we, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm flashing back to. Like, I think it was my freshman or freshman year when UNC won.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Freshman year, I wasn't technically in the department, so I wasn't really rooting for UNC. So I don't know.
0: Mm, okay, it predates you.
1: I was a wolf pack at that time. Still am.
0: I think it would be important for this first episode <laughs> for us to tell people where we are in the world. Um, since we will be doing this never in the same place, most likely. So um, you go first.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, currently I'm working at striker as a process engineer in advanced operations. What that really means is that we work with both the R and D team and, uh, and with the perspective of manufacturing, um, we don't, qu- for my project, for example, we don't quite work with manufacturing yet. Like we're working on and getting suppliers or figuring out where we're, where we're going to make our product, but, um, yeah, basically working in between R and D and manufacturing to see how we're going to manufacture our device. And it's really cool. The project I'm on right now is uh, is uh, confidential, but it is uh, for a great cause. And, you know, as is the case with a lot of these medical device projects and companies. So um, it's very fulfilling. I'm, I'm having a great time here.
0: Um, Did you mention like location-wise where you are?
1: Oh, yeah, I have not. I am okay. in a place called Kalamazoo, Michigan. This mm-hmm. is where Dr. Homer Stryker started the business so striker as well as there being like the school of medicine um the homer striker school of medicine here but yeah it's called kalamazoo there are actually no zoos here what a missed opportunity they could have named it kalama then it would have been the kalama zoo yeah no so um my day-to-day um is is pretty cool um I do a lot of DFM work, so this is design for manufacturability. Working with our design engineers, like currently in our stage, uh, it's a very engaging time because they're going through one of their first design loops. There will be a couple of iterations before you do a design freeze, um, but it's good to keep engaged with them and say like, "Hey, this is not manufacturable," or "This uh, the wall uh, thickness should, here should be a little for injection molding, like should be thicker for it to be easier to." Uh, manufacturer and so those discussions are happening i myself am working on some of these like things i didn't learn in school like um financial planning getting capital um getting things budgets approved for um purchasing equipment um Mm. working with suppliers working with their suppliers or at this at this time looking for suppliers for potential suppliers but um these are like early stage tasks that are uh, that I haven't really been on before, but it's, it's really good to see this perspective from a company instead of being on like a contract manufacturing. Like I used to be on the supplier side, so it's been, it's been cool, but that's a little bit of my day to day.
0: Yeah. And I think you did a really good job, like covering it too, in the last episode of season one, where we kind of did a career update on that too. So mm-hmm. um, I think people are kind of interested in in what you have to do. and I mean, what your job is and they should definitely check that episode out. Cool. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, which is where Brian's side of the joint program was located. I was ours uh, the the UNC side is located in um, Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. I work remotely for a medical device company that's based out of Salt Lake City. so I fly out there every like month or two months, two months for like a week. Um, and I work in strategic marketing, I've been in this role for six months after coming out of my rotational program, which I talked about in episode 20 of season one. So, um, I wrote down what strategic marketing is to like, <laughs> in like two sentences to try to like summarize it. Cause it is a lot of like, um, different big, like research projects a lot of the time that I'm doing and like not research in the sense that like you might think as a student. So um, the way I've kind of like laid this out is like I help with projects and research that help us concentrate our resources in terms of um like what markets we pursue or what products or capabilities we push, develop, or acquire. So um it's kind of inform like the the information and synthesis behind helping us grow and maintain our competitive advantage. So on a day-to-day, what this might look like is um some computer research interviews with customers, doctors, key opinion, leaders, collaboration with my product managers, my teammates, um, and other departments in the company, putting together data, historical data, um, and then just kind of staying on top of industry trends and putting this all together in various ways to help us make decisions. Very nice. How's that feel?
1: Um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, our marketing department is very big at striker and working with them is always uh, very enlightening so it's cool to see like your your story of it being at a smaller company but doing very similar stuff right um yeah our marketing team is stellar for sure
0: yeah it's such a fun space especially like in a medical device company because you're still so close to like the medicine and the technology but you're just doing more of the like I don't know. You're doing less of like the in the weeds technical work. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of um, like a fun part about it is you don't have to like lose that whole engineering education that you spend so much time on. I apply it on a daily basis. I, but I do like, I really like that we are co-hosting this because I think we bring a nice mixture of experience. Like you're Mm -hmm. at a very large company and I'm at a pretty small company. Mm -hmm. Um, and you are on like the manufacturing engineering side of things,
1: technical, yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: in a more technical role. And I am totally on the commercial side of things, Mm -hmm. and I like what that's gonna do for us in terms of like pulling out the full perspective of our guests,
1: yeah. Um, I think it'll impact the types of guests we both invite to the show mm-hmm. as well as the perspectives and questions we ask during each episode mm-hmm. um we're already kind of seeing that like the 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 types of topics that you want to start talking about are like things i never would have thought to ask um mm-hmm. and i think i bring someone uh, on the other side too so it's like a good mixture um and it's been it's been pretty helpful already and we're we're just recording episode one now
0: yeah, and we're we're inherently gonna bias this this show, but I, I like that um, we're trying to undo that in ways we can by like just bringing in such different backgrounds to date. So um, I,
1: I wanna I wanna reiterate that. So biases are a thing, right? and and it's definitely um, like you know, we went to the same school, uh, same department. and mm-hmm. so there is that bias for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh yeah. we We keeping pretty close <laughs> contact and trying to figure out what kind of topics we want to talk about. But I think mm-hmm. something for this season too that we can work on is um, getting collabs, getting uh, a wider, um, we'll say like from reaching from a different pool of uh, people to invite to the show. And so I think we're conscious about that. And I just wanted to reiterate that portion about you know bias is a thing we're aware of, it and we just want the we just want this to be applicable to a lot of different people too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um I, let's get into the meat of this episode
1: um yeah so we put together kind of like a list of we'll say like conspiracy theories uh revolving bme and uh they are they are topics that myself included would discourage students or you know made you think that you need to do things a certain way but we're here to tell you that's not the case and um there's yeah there's a couple of here so here i'll, I'll kick us off the first one was you're not a valuable engineer at a non-medical or pharma company. So kind of saying like, you know, just because, um, because you have a BME degree, you're only, only valuable at a BME, uh,
0: company. Yeah. Like let's make a stretch, like, mm, like your BME degree doesn't really qualify you to be a software engineer at Google.
1: Yeah. Or, or like, any other or- thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and that is not the case at all. Um, I think those companies too, like they're looking for technical skill, they're looking for your uh, application as you're coming through and like how you're interviewing and, it, you know, they they look for an engineering degree, sure, but like BME degrees don't um, put you out of the running for these roles. And, for example, like if I wanted to go to uh, Tesla, or if I wanted to go to some automotive company, I'm sure I could, right, like you know, I have process engineering experience, uh, just because you have a BME degree doesn't doesn't cut you out of the running for other areas you want to go into
0: yeah i don't even think we need to talk more of that like just take our word for it and (laughs) (laughs) go where Um, you
1: want to go yeah yeah Yeah. Uh,
0: okay you're only fit for technical roles with a bme degree
1: Allie is a (laughs) prime example of of it too she's uh she's in the bigger oh go ahead
0: yeah well i didn't i didn't i like fully believed this sentence when i was in school i was like All right. If it doesn't have engineer in the title, I'm probably not qualified, and that is like so not true, especially at like a medical or pharma company. I think, mm-hmm. especially at those companies, you don't need to worry about like only being able to apply to technical roles. Um, even right out of college. So I would encourage that if it if it interests you.
1: Um oh, the other way too. Yeah. There's a. It's actually very valued just the fact that you have his engineering background and you can get into sales or you can get into marketing because you know the the lingo, but um that doesn't yeah it, like that doesn't mean that you can't do some of these other roles um
0: yeah like and if you need prooflessness season one so that's almost yeah. um, all right
1: there's another one um everyone should i'm fired, should... Up. I'm fired <laughs> yeah. up
0: about this one. Go oh yeah ahead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> this is a this is a big one and like i fell to it i had i had this experience so yep everyone should get research experience
0: I wish we had those like sound effects where I could like go eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I just like don't agree with this at all.
1: Yeah. I really don't. Um, I had the research experience myself and it was it was very cool, but like it was not mandatory and I also uh knew that I didn't really want to pursue it. It's just, you know, don't stress yourself out and you don't feel like you have to get a research experience just to have it um have it. Like there's no there's no need. Just go find experiences in general that you enjoy and and follow that
0: and you like I don't know if anyone else had this like this was my experience like the first two years of college like I just didn't know enough to get like legitimate internships like that was my experience so like those first two summers I was like babysitting and like doing like I don't know I was like hosting at a diner like things like that and so when I finally like felt the confidence in myself and like you know, kind of had some of those base networking skills to go out and find a more like fitting internship. Um, Mm -hmm. You only have like so much time in college to do this once you kind of get to a certain skill and confidence level. And like the idea that you have to fit in research to that very limited time, I just think isn't true, especially if you know yourself, like if you know you've gotten experience doing research, even for like papers or labs, like you, you've you gotten a taste of what that's yep. like. So yeah, that's a good if, point. If the lights are blink- blinking red for you, you don't have to get a research experience. I just, yeah. yeah. It, and that's not to say they aren't very valuable and eye-opening because they are. I had one myself. I just, um, God, I think people think this is law sometimes and it is very much so not.
1: I think it's more relevant in our field because in biomedical engineering, there is a lot of innovative research out there. And so there's a lot of professors who's doing great work. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of visibility to it, which Mm -hmm. makes it seem like it's very important. and It's a must have, but you don't need research experience. If you don't like it, why force yourself to do it? Uh, The next one you have. So it's kind of similar. You have to have an industry. You have to have an industry internship to find an industry job. So this is like summer internships or even like co-ops. Um, the fact of everyone getting stressed out that like they need an internship to to find a job out of college.
0: Yeah, like also not true. Okay, I didn't, this did not happen for me. Like I, I, did, I did an internship, but it was research. It was not mm-hmm. like working at a company. Mm-hmm. And then I was part of like a group project sort of startup. Like that was, those were my two big experiences. In terms of like what i had on my resume when i applied for jobs what about you
1: um i i had an industry internship through networking but i know plenty of people who haven't and i think um actually i just i just talked to someone recently and and um gave him some pointers but um yeah like senior looking for a full-time job and um landed it so yeah I think there's a lot of stress that comes from it, um, during like, you know, the, what is that like junior year and stuff when you're looking mm. for the internship and, um, any experience is a good experience, not having experience, like, don't be so bummed out. Um, there's a lot of things that you can pull from, from classes and from other things that, that still are relevant, transferable skills.
0: I remember one time, um, my first boss that I worked for at a, at like an industry company, um, like on my first day I was asking like why did you hire me for this role and he was like I was just really impressed with all the different things you were pursuing mm, like it wasn't yeah. really about what they were it like I mean it was kind of about what they were but it was more like the volume and time management and pursuit of like interests and in developing different skills and it was not about what organizations they were for yeah so I think that's let's it tells a on. story
1: and it's also a fresh look on an applicant.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. My last, this is the last one on our list. And this is like my personal MO. And I don't know if everyone feels the same way that I do, but um I'm going to use an example. When I was in my anatomy lab in college, I was told to like, I think learning anatomy and physiology is obviously very important to this degree, degree, no doubt. But I was like, part of the lab was memorizing where like little tiny structures in the body are on a plastic model. And like that, you know, that as itself is just, it's kind of a larger example for like my frustration with some, um, some memorizing, but I think more largely, I think what this degree does is teach you, I mean, like all engineering degrees, it's not like, please list the tools you use to build a table. It's here's all the tools. The book is open. You have every equation you could ever need, but can you build the table? Like, mm. that's what this degree teaches you. So far, so far as to say, like, that I think this should be a skill listed on a resume almost. What do you think? I think you, I see your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. She was getting like real fired up about this before we yeah. started recording. Um, but in her, in her words, like Googling is king <laughs> and like learning how to apply your knowledge after you find out like the details, that's important. Right. So like mm-hmm. people put like PowerPoint expert or like Excel, like on their, on their resume. But it's like, when I think back, like, sure. I, I think I can do PowerPoint and Excel pretty well, but it's like, how did I get there? I Googled all the concepts I was looking for or formulations. And then I applied it to my work. So like at the end of it all, like you still have really good applied work, but like I had to Google everything, but it's like knowing what to Google and like how to Google or in general, like how to research and find out of your information, that's, that's key.
0: Yeah. And like, okay. So like, I don't know if you had this experience, but like when I would talk to people sometimes like outside of engineering and I'd be like, yeah, we have an open book test or we can bring a cheat sheet to our test. Mm -hmm. Um, They'd be like, "Oh my god, like what a joke." And it's like, "I loved the professors that structured exams that way. I thought it was so real world. They're like, "Bring any materials you need. Your goal is to execute." Yeah. Not to demonstrate all the things you
1: memorization. can memorization.
0: Memorize, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought like not that memorizing doesn't have a very important place in education and in and in other disciplines, but I just thought it was such a valuable lesson in learning how to execute in a timely manner. Um, You have everything at your fingertips, just like in real life, but you need to figure out how to work with it. So uh, Googling is king.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, Work smarter, not harder in a world where you can find everything on the internet. You can, you have information at your fingertips. It's now more important, like how you access that information and like what you need to access to get your uh, to execute so um it's an underrated skill
0: if i were interviewing somebody and they brought this up i would i don't know i think i would be really impressed like this kind of a perspective on on what they got out of their education uh that's hot take so okay so so to wrap up like this episode um first episode of season two let's just talk about like what's coming up in season two i think that'd be good um season one As you know, Brian started as like live recorded sessions with students. Um, You can kind of hear it on the first couple of episodes. Uh, And we transitioned that to like podcast Mm -hmm. form Um, more formally after like episode like uh, eight or 10 was Mm -hmm. when we stopped doing those with students. And we really focused on profiling the jobs of alumni from the UNC and NC State BME program and either like providing near peer or or sourcing advice on finding and getting a job, and you and I have like reflected a lot on the types of guests we had mm-hmm. and the themes we talked about, and I think we just set um, set the bar even higher for season two, and so so we're branching out.
1: Yeah. So for one, um, we on we want to bring in uh, guests from other departments, other universities, in, um, that are in the BME field. Uh, I think that would bring a fresh perspective, um, as well as uh, get rid of some biases. Um, And it just, we can compare similarities as well as uh, differences between them. Uh, They'll have perspectives on their curriculum or just like how their schooling was. But in addition to how that impacted industry or maybe like their location, you know, because like like Ali, she stayed in the area in Raleigh, right? So other people too, wherever they went to school, they could stay in the area. Think that could bring some interesting perspectives.
0: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to know too, like, maybe like poll kind of like what types of companies or what companies are hiring in the area around your school. I think that'll be interesting too. So um, yeah, it'll be nice to connect with other, other alum from other programs.
1: Yeah. Um, There is another section kind of like off that, uh, which is like exploring the themes and like the value of a BME education. Um, So, you know, in respects to entering the industry um, and um, seeing, what are the applied, uh, we'll, we'll say value, but what are some of these experiences you can tie in together? What makes you a good applicant? Um, but seeing really just the, the value of a BME education compares to um, some conventional engineering or, or non-engineering degree. So that's another like topic we'll to go into.
0: Yeah, like I think we kind of brushed it a lot in in the first season, but I think we'll be addressing it a little more, a little more mm-hmm. head on and mm-hmm. bringing in some like people that have like, are like key opinion leaders on this or have built these educations, um, which is a good segue into the mini series we have coming up. We're doing like a four episode mini series with the MedTech innovation and entrepreneurship master's program at the joint department of UNC and NC state. So we'll be bringing on educators in that program, people that wrote curriculum for that program, alumni from the program. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to get all those perspectives on like, how their program works but also just kind of like I think a lot of people wonder like what a master's program experience could be like and what you can get out of it and this this will answer that question for every program obviously but um I think it'll give a nice take on that as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And lastly, we'll be launching our episodes in video form on YouTube and doing shorts on social, so um you can check those out. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Any closing remarks, Brian, before we Head off into season two.
1: I mean, I've said it before, I'm just excited to be here. I think uh, Ali and I bring a lot of uh, different sides of the coin, different perspectives. Um, hopefully, that'll kind of show itself in the kind of questions we ask and, and the kind of people we bring on. But, um, in general, just uh, excited to get some perspective out there for, for students. Uh, kind of, I'm also kind of like just speaking to like a younger me in college, so I think that that's helpful. me to know that um i can bring some thoughtful insight into what it's like three years down the line
0: yeah i feel the same way i'm just really looking forward to like helping some people bridge some knowledge gaps and like myself included like i feel like i'm still on very much so like a career exploration journey just because we're like so young and so new into our careers like what is out there i i I find Mm -hmm. it interesting for myself too so
1: we're bridging like the gaps ourselves as we're going through and like talking to people and just in our careers too. So this is just a forum to share that. I
0: that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I hope, I hope like when people listen along, like we're all kind of, we only work one job and we know the people we've interviewed and you know, the people we work with and, and we're learning alongside the people listening. And I think that's, I think that's fun. Okay, cool. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our Instagram page, both called the BME Grad Podcast for shorts, videos, and updates.
1: Yeah, and also make sure to subscribe or follow and leave a review. The BME Grad Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And if you want more information on the podcast and its origins, you can visit bme.unc.edu. Right now, that information is under the news and events tab. Thanks for listening.